Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Semantic Air, Episode 1 of the new Korean BL series that released this spring. As some of you may have noticed, I have not done a tremendously large amount of podcasts this spring. The reason being is I was working three jobs and trying to do my school at halftime, which, you know, there are some pros and cons to both of that. And now I'm doing one job and my schoolwork. So I'm functioning it more like a human than I have in, in a little while. So anyway, I'm like, you know, now's the time to do a podcast when we've had, you know, eight hours of sleep and are doing actually five hours of sleep, but who's counting? Anyway, it was a long long time for studies and teaching and all that. So anyway, but I decided today I have most of the day off and I'm like, I'm going to, of course, be diligent and listen to my lectures like a good student should so I can be caught up for this week. And two, I'm going to watch some semantic air. Semantic air. I've been hearing a lot about this Korean BL series and honestly, for Anna, I'm not terribly impressed with Korean BL drama. Now, I say that with the huge caveat of I absolutely love To My Star and also Color Rush. Now, Color Rush 2 I have not watched because I'm a little upset that they've changed the leads on that one. And I watched the end and was just like kind of blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I am sure that if I watched the whole thing, I probably would feel quite differently about it, but I haven't done that yet because again, that whole thing about getting enough sleep and making sure that, you know, you pay the light bill with the job and get your school assignments done on time, hopefully. So anyway, my point is though, is I haven't really seen a lot of high quality from Korean BL drama. They seem to have a lot of awkwardness in them. I am liking Light on Me, which I started and have left some podcasts about. And the people who have been mentioning Semantic Air, I'm like, I really trust their judgment for BL drama because it's usually like, um, oh, I follow two channels on YouTube for BL drama reviews of what's coming up. And I'm like, if they like it, I'm probably going to like this drama. And there was one reviewer, I believe it was on Reddit, who said, you know, the more that I watch Semantic Air, the more that I realize that I am really like Sangwoo. And I need to work on that because I need to maybe not wear plaid quite so much and that be less insular than that character. And I think that one of the reasons that BL drama has caught on in the 2020s, if you want to say that that way, is a lot of people, male or female or non-binary, can relate to BL drama. The characters are completely understandable, usually, for most people. Now, I will say that in Western culture, a lot of people tend to not watch BL drama. Mm -hmm. But my whole point is, is if they actually sit down and watch the BL drama, they probably go, oh, I get the characters. I understand the plot. It makes sense. But a lot of them don't because they still have some issues with homosexuality in general. So anyway, I decided I would watch Semantic Air, even though it's Korean and I'm like, it's probably going to be awkward and strange. And, you know, if it's kind of a bust after the first episode or two, I'll just quit it. Well, I have to say I've watched the first episode and I am 
really liking this drama so far because you have Sang Woo, who is a 21-year-old college student. He wears flannel plaid shirts and a baseball cap. He does the same thing every day of his life. His pins are in the perfect order on his desk, and he always orders the same coffee out of the cold and hot beverage dispensing machine. And Sangwoo is very studious. Now, Sangwoo is having to do projects in his classes as a designer for web design and game design with other students, some of whom are seniors and who are not doing their work at all. They will tell him, oh, my great aunt died, so I can't complete this project, or I got a job, so I can't complete this project. And Sangwoo has kind of had it up to here with elves with this method because he's like, just because someone's a senior, just because they're in their final year of college, does not mean that they dump all their work onto the 20-year-old students who, 21-year-old students who are just starting college because I guess they don't feel they need to do it. So he actually does a PowerPoint presentation in one of his classes that says, Professor, I did this project, but these people didn't do this project. And just because they're seniors, I don't think that means that they should be excluded from this project. And I'm not putting their names on a project they didn't do, like some of the people before me obviously have done. And the professor says, no, you're absolutely right, Singwoo. If they don't do their work, they don't get a grade in this project. They have failed. And so because of this, one of the seniors in the college has flunked his class because saying we wouldn't sign off that he did it because he's like he didn't help i i'm i messaged the freeloader number three multiple times and freeloader three never messaged back so he's like if you didn't message me back you don't get credit because you didn't help out well when freeloader number three as i'm going to call him because i cannot think of his name after watching only one episode of the series i know saying what was named for some reason it's easier to remember but anyway Freeloader number three finds out that he has flunked his class and that he is not going to graduate even though he is a senior because he didn't do his work. So suddenly he decides he's going to message, call, text Sangwoo. He tries to find him, but all the students in that class apparently wear plaid. So he's rather hard to see because they all look alike. And he had already come to class, submitted his work, and had gone by the time Freeloader number three showed up to talk to him. So anyway... Freeloader number three is mad. He's livid that he didn't finish his school. And he's like, this is saying Wu's fault. My point is, is this is not saying Wu's fault at all. I mean, there are certain things in life you have to sit there and go freeloader number three. If you don't submit your work, you're going to get an F if saying Wu is honest, which he was, and that's it. And that's not saying Wu's fault. That is freeloader number three's fault for not doing his work, even though he was supposed to do it. So anyway, but... Freeloader number three is convinced that this is Sangwoo's fault. So he he ends up, Sangwoo is watching this game at an animation festival, international animation festival, and he likes the game. Well, this is before Freeloader number three was flunked in class, and Sangwoo takes a picture of the game and what it's about on a little plaque. Well, he doesn't know it, but freeloader number three is standing there with his skateboard, and he is the one who designed that game. And so he thinks, freeloader number three, that Sangwoo is going to take a picture of him because he must know him. And Sangwoo is like, I'm not taking a picture of you with your skateboard. I'm taking a picture of this plaque about who designed this game because he has no idea that freeloader number three designed the game. 
Well, when a girl who was supposed to help him with a map design project decided that she was going to get a job and tell him the day before that she would not help him because, oh, now I have a job. So I guess you have to deal with this and I might have somebody I could recommend. And Sangwoo says, well, you know what? I really don't, I don't want anyone who isn't able to do this, but if you can get this person that designed this animation project, that might work. And she says, well, I don't think I'll be able to get him to come because he's, he's a senior, he's too busy. And he says, okay, but if you can, that's who I'd like to take your place. Well, freeloader number three finds out that Sangwoo wants him to help with the game. He's like, this is a way that I can get back at Sangwoo for making me be flunked on that class. And so he shows up and Sangwoo is upset because he is there at 1603 hours instead of 1600 hours, which is four o'clock and he was supposed to be there and he was there at four or three. And he says, you know what? You might be good at design, but you're not punctual. And he says, well, that's still a compliment because, you know, I'm good at design. And so Sangwoo says, you know what, just give me your number and I'll talk to you. And he says, okay. And so he puts his number into Sangwoo's phone and finds out that he is listed as freeloader number three. And he says, Sangwoo, you already have my number. And he says, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> and hence begins their relationship. I think it's interesting at the beginning of this episode that we have at the kind of like a little intro that says, you know, we really don't know the moments and the people who are going to come into our lives and how our paths may intersect because freeloader number three is totally opposite Sangro. He does everything by the seat of his pants, as we say in the in America. He he does things without thinking. He is just reflex kind of person. Whereas Sangwoo is like thoughtful step by step. Everything must matter exactly. And we must match before we proceed because that is how we do things. Now, the thing that I have noticed personally is that people like Sangwoo, they're great to have in a lot of situations because they will not make an error. If they make an error in judgment, it's because they spent too much time thinking about how not to make an error in judgment. Whereas people like freeloader number three often make big mistakes sometimes, but they tend to have a little more fun in life than people like Sangwoo. But the thing that I think is unique about this series is you have these opposite personalities that as different as they are, end up complimenting each other in a very positive way by the end of the show, I believe. I mean, I don't mean it weird. I watched the end. I was like, oh, it looks like this works out pretty well for both parties. All right. I'll watch this series maybe at least to a couple episodes. But anyway, I would so far give this series probably a six out of ten. The reason being is I do like the storyline. I like the opposing characters and how they're developing. I do not really care for the over-the-top acting of certain aspects of K-drama. I mean, no offense to people who love K-drama because there are some great K-dramas out there. But what I mean is like the characters overact. Like for example, Freeloader number three, I really can't imagine him dancing down the stairs with a lollipop, even though I saw it in episode one, because it's like, no one would really ever do that that I can possibly think of, even if they have the personality of freeloader number three. It just would not happen. Now, they might happily skip down the scares, but dancing with a lollipop, it's just a little over the top. 
even for a K-drama. So that's why I'm giving this a 6 out of 10. If we had removed some of those parts, I would give this more of like a 9, 8 or 9 out of 10. But the overall over-the-top nature of it is just a little weird. The other thing that I really felt bad about in episode 1 is I'm like, everyone's talking about how cold and unkind and distant saying what was I'm going he's been dumped on so much by these students I mean no wonder he's kind of a little ticked I mean no offense I'm going you know goodwill extends only so far and after you've been dumped on enough it's like ah, yeah it's gonna make you a little cold to the average passerby especially if you've had to do other people's work and they get the credit for it even though they didn't deserve it I'm like I totally get saying woo no offense I'm like yeah he's he's had up to here with elves but I do recommend the series it's not as good as to my star so far and it's not as good as color rush so far but I'm only in episode one so we'll see what we think about it by the end of the series check it at the round table oh you can watch this on Vicky Rukaton. I believe it's free with ads I would definitely pay for the premium membership just to avoid those annoying ads every few minutes but anyway you can watch it there in multiple language subtitles check it at the round table Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.